Hi, I'm Alice. Hi, I'm Justin. And you're listening to the Otterly Allison Podcast. Who knows what we'll talk about. How was your break? Good, it was needed. I needed to step away. <laughs> you know those days where you're just like stuck in your chair? Yes. Yeah. Fortunately, I'm, I'm actually pretty disciplined about getting up. So... Mine is when I'm in just like meeting after meeting. Yeah, and I, I buffer those. Like I I go put buffers between stuff so that doesn't happen to me. Because when it happens, I lose my voice. My back starts hurting. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like a health issue for me. So yeah, mine. I was reading something one night because I hadn't slept. I don't remember. I think I've told you this before. But if I don't have like any time to myself, like my brain doesn't shut off, and it's like you must do something for yourself before you go to sleep tonight. <laughs> so I'll just sit there and be like wide awake. Yeah, yeah, we we did talk about that. Yeah, um, yeah. I forget which episode. We're on forty six. So I'm, I'm, I'm losing track of what we've talked about. <laughs> I know. That's your only topic? That's all I had, um, and I'm not going to share the screen, so you just you and I can see this. Oh, okay. But I had um, Washington, D.C. gets announced tomorrow. I know. Are you excited? I am. There's a CMA Immersion Week for EMEA time zone in like two weeks and I'm going to try and join because they give us the videos, but they cut out anything like forward looking in the videos because of safe Harbor, which I get. And so I'm going to try and attend like live so I can see some of it. But... Yeah. I know when you did the last time you attended the immersion, you got, you sent me some cool stuff that I went to I know. about. <laughs> I couldn't go to the one in December, which was America's, but I'm going to try and go. And that was for DC or that was for Vancouver? That last one was Utah. So You're the one in December was Vancouver and probably had some Washington in it. And so the one in two weeks will probably be Vancouver. No, not Vancouver, Washington, maybe some Xanadu. I don't know. Have you heard any rumors about Washington? Mm-mm. No. I feel like I've been so disconnected the last few months because I've been in like spreadsheet world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I've not heard any rumors. I told you the one yesterday. No, I have heard a rumor. I yeah. told you the one yesterday about Workflow Studio. Still don't know yes. what that is. Um, and I'm trying to see. Do you get these? Um, it's, like a, it's like a calendar that the dev team put out like all their webinars and stuff they're going to be on. Oh, nice. And the thing that jumped out to me was GraphQL Explorer. Because mm-hmm. I'm not really familiar with GraphQL, but I believe that's how you suck data into workspaces. Yeah. Um, and then on March 1st at 1.30 p.m., Workflow Studio and Flow Designer Live coding happy hour. So something's coming out with, yeah. with regards to workflows. Interesting. The other rumor that I heard <laughs> was internal from one of our sellers that said, and I don't know how true this is, that they're announcing a CRM product with Washington, D.C. What do you think about that, if it's true? 
I mean, I would get it because they're trying to have everything in one platform, but also, can I just get like my application picker back in the header first? I think it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> I know that one is coming, but I'm just like, you know, I get it. Like that's a whole lot of money they could make, especially people that have already bought in. But are they trying to compete with Salesforce? That that was where my head went. Like that's a. Because I mean, with HRSD, it's like we're not in competition with Workday; we're a complement. So I'm curious, like, if it'll be similar with yeah. similar or yeah. I always had the sense that they didn't want to be a CRM. I did too. And this source that shared the rumor with me, they just heard it from another ServiceNow seller rep person, and you know they're not; those aren't very reliable for yeah. technical facts. Yeah. <laughs> So I would take it with a grain of salt, but I have a video. I don't know if you've seen it where you can put the application picker back in the, I know that was just one when they took it away. I was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> That's a clean UI. They're, they're making it nice and clean. Developers want things easy and accessible. Well, when I met with the admin experience team, Mm -hmm. I told them that there, there could be like a, an admin central, like where I just, I go to do my admin stuff in this place. Cause right now, depending on the product, depending on the platform, depending on the feature, there's like a gazillion places to go for everything. Yeah. And it feels like as an admin, you just, you have to learn all those places to go. Remember, remember it all. So, yeah. Well, I was doing a demo for major incident. Monday, Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it was. Um, and I thought it was funny. I, I love the services status page on, yeah, the, portal, on, the, portal. on the old portal. Yeah. You can still get to an employee center, but it's not like they don't have it like they used to, where it was on the front page or even a link at the top. And so anytime I talk about major incident problem or change management, I always talk about outages because that's what, you know, like, Playing and unplanned outages, yeah. It gives the data for the portal. And so I was going out there to add it to the portal because I was going to, in major incident, be like, look, you can proactive, like not proactively, but you can tell people so maybe they don't call. And I was like trying to just add the little status widget. And it was like, you're in the wrong scope. And I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> and so then, of course, I picked the wrong correct scope because there's like eight employee center ones <laughs> I was like yeah scope picking is another one that's a pain in the butt yeah outages is another thing I could talk about at knowledge ad nauseum <laughs> outages should we put it on the list because I used to work in a knock and so I get very people don't know what's in there and they don't use it and it makes me sad so you know incident change problem and major incident, right? Yeah. But I showed them that and they're like, this is awesome. Can we put this on our internal portal? Like, could we have a widget that references this? Like, I'm sure you could. <laughs> you know, why not? Yeah. We've got, but, a, we've got a stack of developers ready to do that for you. But it's one of those that it's, it's not widely used. And now it's not even unless you knew it was on the old one, you wouldn't even know you could get to an employee center. Like they don't showcase it like they did in the old one. 
which baffled me. So. I, it makes sense to me, Justin, because oh. the employee center, they, they took the emphasis off of IT on that landing page. Those are things that impact an employee. And like, I would want to know if something I use is down. Yeah. And I know that's also a generational thing. Like if I don't have to pick up the phone, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just, I don't like to pick up the phone either. Yeah. Well, is there, okay. So one want that for Washington DC is to return your application picker. Um, That one's more of a jokey one than anything. Um, I'm trying to think. Cause I'm just so far removed. I feel like some days, and then I do these workshops. I'm like, oh yeah. So I guess your your PDI. You, do you have a PDI? Mm-hmm. I do, because that's where I was changing all the stuff for okay. my. Are do you yeah. are you ready for tomorrow in your PDI? Have you gotten all the notifications and? I've gotten the notifications, but there's nothing in there that's important. You're not worried about it. Just okay. a bunch of demo stuff that I set up that. Was literally me adding this widget <laughs> to the portal. Okay, to the portal and yeah. I'm trying I... to think of other nitpicky things like why isn't number read only out of the box? That bothers me. The record lot. number. Because I have to always do it every single time. I hate and it when like, it. I hate it when it shows up on the new form. I'm like, and it's blank. I'm like, why? Why do you bother? That's a with... Huh? That's a setting in case someone leaves the form, you don't use that number again. Cause if you start it and then exit out, you've used the number. So it doesn't populate until you save it and it's a property. Gotcha. Yeah. You could turn that on or off. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah I saw... I just it's not real. <laughs> What's that? I've accidentally deleted so many of them that I don't get why it's not read only. There was, there was a LinkedIn article. And I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to phrase this right, but it was one of the super smart people. Yeah. And he posted something about using the unused numbers. <laughs> yeah. Like some script that would go find where there was gaps in the numbering yeah. sequence, and it would, it would yeah. use them. But something like that. I was just like, that is a little yeah. nitpicky for me. Like, yeah. Just move on. Sorry, I'm going to do not disturb. Sorry. Is that your Teams? Yes. Good grief. Yeah. Do you get, do you get a lot of Teams messages? Yes. Yes, I do. Thanks. Well, you're always very prompt when I message. Yeah. Well, one of our customers, I don't know if you have to edit this out or not, um, had a contractor in who quit with no warning. So I'm like, we have ROTs. Let us help you. Oh, you mean they contracted out for like a... For help, just to meet like, their time. I just signed a contract with them personally to work on their instance, and that person mm-hmm. left. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's the advantage of working with a partner is. Yeah, that, like they could start tomorrow. That happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be awesome. Which we've been trying to get them to do, but. You know. Yeah. It's so competitive out there for talent. That, yes. um, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I was actually talking to my friend Tracy that works with uh, ServiceNow SkillBridge, and we are going to submit a topic to talk about knowledge as well about the war on talent and how ServiceNow is actually making the investment in all these next gen programs mm-hmm. and how, like, they're trying to help 
by skilling these people up, but then partners and customers have to kind of take a chance on a newbie, which you never know. Yeah. You never know. And yeah. Yeah. And and like, I noticed like when my um, title changed on LinkedIn recently, I'm getting hit up by all these recruiters like, hey, you have filling positions? I'm like, good grief. I get so many. I'm getting Bartet. Do you mind if I go let her in real quick? I'm back. Hello. I was, I have been working on, this is not related to Washington, D.C., but I've got a demo tomorrow for a company that we, it's one of our customers, Mm -hmm. that they have, um, they audit companies or employers Mm -hmm. and complete all this stuff. And so I'm going to demo them demo to them, third-party risk management and the portal and the the fact the employers can go in and complete the questions and all that. But what I'm having to do for the first time, this is Justin, not CrossViews. Justin for the first time is creating a questionnaire template Mm -hmm. using the little designer. I only know that because of Kevin. I don't actually know that. I've never done it. You've never done it. He gives me questions for interviews. I, and so I, my first time messing with it and it's, it's a little quirky. It's a little like, it feels a little dated, like it's maybe 10 years old or something or older, but, um, it is, but it's been interesting as I'm trying to think about, cause they have all these scores they want based mm-hmm. on the type of question and the answer. And I was like, well, how am I going to do that? And so I went down this road of where I was just doing uh, Boolean values or yes, no values, yeah. but you can't put a score. It's like zero or one, it's Boolean, right? Yeah. And then I had the epiphany. I was like, oh, I could do a choice and then I could put whatever value I want. That's no. <laughs> yep. So that's where I had that right before our call. I finally made that leap. I'm like, great. Now I've got to go back to the old assessments and go redo them. Yeah. I was doing resourcing before this call. So. That sounds like joy and It is. Fun. It is. Looking at utilization reports and resourcing and trying to figure out why certain things are happening. <laughs> yeah. She the, said they smile on her. Would, when you say certain things, would that be like failures to. I'm trying to think, how do I say it? <laughs> like issues with customers or. Well, with my digging, I'm also like just looking at data quality, and there are just things that don't make sense. And so I'm trying to make sense of them. Yeah. Because now that's in my lane, so I have to worry about it. And... Yeah, I'm going through the same thing, similar stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've never looked at. Um, I've never so like for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on a different team than Allison. Obviously, my team uses requests for our work, and until. A month ago, I was just focused on my work, and that's all I paid attention to. Well, now I'm kind of looking at the whole team, and I'm kind of like, "What is that?" <laughs> and so I take a few yeah. minutes. I'm like, "Why is it set? Why is it phrased that way? And why is it still there? It's like it's six months old, and you know, you just find things that you weren't." Expecting. And now you can stalk people, and now learning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now learning. Yep. Mm-hmm. We were Jim. Jim and I had a a session. Uh, we, we were complaining about now learning, like I, you did your deltas, right? I have two more. So like the main lines are yeah. easier than the pre-sales accreditations. 
Like the main lines you can knock out in probably 10 to 15 minutes if yeah. you have the doc side of it. And if you've read and... Right. The, the pre-sale certs on the Deltas, there's like an hour to a two hour video attached with it. No PowerPoint deck, so you can't you download anything. You've got to watch it or you've got to like wing it if you know it yeah. pretty well. And then the questions are like super tricky and hard and it's just what like color was bill's shirt in the second minute of the video yeah like random stuff like that i'm just like seriously <laughs> i had a college professor that did that one time we had to watch some movie in class and one of the questions was literally like what color was someone's shirt in the end scene or something and you're this like is so stupid what does that have to do with this yeah <laughs> so I hate stuff like that. Because even because I'm not gonna sit there and focus on what color the shirt was. Like, yeah. Now, now, are we? You may not know the answer. But like, we don't have to do this all again for Washington D.C. We have to do it again for Xanadu, right? Yeah. Now it's once a year. Once a year. Instead of two times a year. Got it. Or at least it was, unless they change it back, which you never know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? What else is on your mind, Allison, that you'd like to share with the podcast world? Major incident, major incident management you did. Yeah, I did that. I did knowledge this week. Knowledge management? Mm -hmm. Like a whole session? Yeah. I mean, it's knowledge. It's not like it was earth shattering. But they, I still find it fascinating that they don't have the advanced plugin on out of box. But I'm sure there's a reason because like the knowledge templates and the ownership groups and all of that, like that's all stuff that's pretty essential at knowledge. Isn't and you still have to turn the plugin on. Isn't the versioning part of advanced too? Um, I can't remember if that's part of the plugin or if that's one of the properties you turn on, but it might be. But I know templates are. I'm pretty sure ownership groups are. But... I thought it would be on by default by now. Right. And I found out <laughs> that it's not. It is still has to be turned on. <laughs> that is odd too, because almost every product uses them. Because yeah. the template piece alone, like to me, that's not advanced. That's like kind of critical path for knowledge so that people, like we want it to be uniform. So when people go to knowledge, it's the same experience. They know where to look. They know how to read the article. So that was, Probably surprising. She's very thirsty. <laughs> I, you know, this is the most annoying sound to me. Is that sound? So like, there was a uh, what was it? Twenty three and Me. Did you ever do that? Twenty three and Me. So I, I did it. Like my identity. Yeah, but this has literally been hacked. I'm sure my stuff is out there somewhere. But um, there's a questionnaire that you do. Like, I guess it's to keep you busy while you're waiting on your your test results. And one of the questions in the questionnaire was, does the sound of people chewing drive you into a rage or something like that? And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm like, how is, is this a thing? I thought it was just weird. <laughs> but it's like anything <laughs> chewing and drinking like that, I just can't stand it. It's like, ugh. Someone I knew growing up, they used to hate, like if someone was eating and if they drug their teeth on like the utensil. The fork? Yeah. Jeff Ramsey does it all the time. Drives me nuts. You can hear it hit his teeth when he samples it. Oh, it's, he's like, let me try that sauce. And he's like, clink. I'm like, oh. I mean, that's a British thing. 
Don't bite the fork or the spoon. Oh, yeah. Now Brian did it, so I should ask him what his results were. Because we were always growing up, my grandpa said we were Native American, and we all have the features. So, like, my hair is actually a lot darker than this. I just lighten it, and we all have the cheekbones. My grandpa looks more Native American than I do. <laughs> We we were told that growing up that there was somewhere in our history some Native American, but then when I did my twenty three and Me, I was like, this is the whitest background profile I have ever seen. Like there was nothing <laughs> remotely like I was just like, yep, no, no diversity in our background at all. So. The bad part was so growing up in Oklahoma, if you had your Indian card, you could go to college for free, you got healthcare for free. Um, you got your license plate tag, like not free, but at a much more discounted rate. Like there were a lot of just services mm -hmm. and my grandpa was poor. He literally lived in a, in a literal tent, like he lived in a tent. Um, and so where he grew up, when they would have people come sign the rolls, like the Indian rolls, if you signed up, they took all of your belongings. And so his family wouldn't go sign the rolls because they had nothing to begin with. And they right. were like, we can't afford to lose. They had like a horse. And they were like, we can't afford to lose like our horse or our tent. And so they never signed them. And he, my grandpa was hilarious, number one. But he would always say the one time I went to get in one of the Indian lines because I could pass out of it, the only thing I got was a shot. <laughs> For vaccine or something? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> but so we have to track ours back from before them to see if someone signed the rolls. And it's a lot of work. And what say, what is signing the rolls mean again? So they have what are called the Dawes rolls, which were the Native American register of I'm a registered Native American. It's like a census almost. Yeah. Okay. But you, you got to sign like a number and all this. And if you can prove to the nation, whichever Indian nation it is, then you can get a card, which has like tons of benefits. Like if I can get it traced back, like Dexter could go to school for free. Only at certain schools, not like anywhere in the world, but like there are certain schools that you get free college and that alone, you know. That's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how like true this is, but mm -hmm. I've lived here in Asheville for over 20 years and I've heard it several times from people who are locals say that, so the Cherokee nation is near us. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you're so much blood or whatever that you actually get a distribution of the casino profits. Yeah. And, uh, I always thought that was pretty cool. I was like, man, if I could just like, you know, do whatever you it's almost like ubi or universal basic income like mm -hmm. if you just had a set level then you really could do whatever you want yeah. not like what you have to do yeah so we have cherokee and choctaw and i'm more cherokee than choctaw and our my ancestors that sounds so like ancient they migrated from north carolina to oklahoma oh okay and settled in what's now Stillwell, Oklahoma. Stillwell. Yeah. Um, but they were in Arkansas for a while too. So they went from like North Carolina to Arkansas to Stillwell. And 
yeah. The there are certain nations that give out like profits from that. Not all of them do, but yeah. I think the biggest but, news here they they finally legalized marijuana. That's medicinal or recreation. I think it's recreational, but it's only on tribal lands. Oh. Like it's only Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have their own set of laws, their own police, everything. Which I feel like it's effectively legal most places. Like Yeah, at this point it really is. You gotta be carrying, here. <laughs> you gotta have carrying a lot of weight to get in trouble. It's not here at all. In South Carolina? Yeah. Like not even a little bit. But that's okay. Yeah, you probably still smell it and see it. Like I smelled so much in Vegas. Like really? at one point I was sitting there with our new CEO and was like, I'm pretty sure I'm contact high at this point. <laughs> he was like what? <laughs> and I was like, just breathe. He's like, oh, I know. <laughs> so people smoke it in public now? It's recreational in Vegas. Really? I knew they had dispensaries, but I didn't think you could just like walk around and get other people high. Yeah, I mean, and like even in California, it's recreational. Because when I went to San Diego a couple of years ago, I mean, like several years ago at this point, like four years ago, I remember my friend was with me and she wanted to go to a dispensary. And I'm like, Okay, we how? Like <laughs> you can tell how like hip I am. And we we went and I'm just like, even if this was something I did, I would not even know what to do in this store. <laughs> so much stuff. Like, I was just like, what is happening? And she's just up there like placing an order and I'm like, she's like, Do you want anything? I was like, I'm good. Like I you know, four years ago, I was like, I have no idea what, you know, anything. Is. Yeah. We, we have a mutual friend slash coworker. Um, you could probably figure out who it is with what I say, who told me that if I had done weed back in like the 90s mm -hmm. and experienced a high or whatever, that if I tried it again now, it's much more potent than it was back then. Like that's more, more THC yeah. per hit or whatever like that. Cause they've, refine the strains of yeah cannabis that yeah i don't know i don't grow it maybe i will one day there are I a lot of people that grow it it's medicinal in oklahoma and so there were tons of people what is that that's a tobacco leaf oh wow i got them above my head you can't see them why i grew tobacco last year and oh. i harvested all the leaves and i don't i don't smoke uh this one's really brittle and dry but um, I used to smoke, so I think I'm channeling my lack of Native American ancestry and want to use it for maybe a ceremony or something. You can sage your house with yeah. tobacco leaves. I, the reason, I, the real reason I did it is North Carolina used to be, especially where I live, a lot of tobacco farms, and I was like, hmm, I try, try to grow this crop because I'm messing around in the garden. That's like, well, let me try this, and. Everything I read was like, it's really, really hard to get them started yeah. and get them to grow. And I had like no issues. Like they planted, they grew and... Nice. Now I haven't started yeah. my garden yet, obviously, because it's January. But right. I'm going to be getting like a, I don't want to say trough, but they look like trough. They do. The <laughs> raised bed, yeah. That's bigger than my little bitty thing. Have you picked your crop yet? Like, do you know what you're going to grow? Do you need to go? Uh, in a minute, I will. But I'm going to do peppers again, because I like peppers. Me too. 
If as long as I don't get those creepy worms again. The hornworms then, come every year. You're going to have them every year. And then onions. Like I want to do like onions, peppers, green onions, stuff like that, that I know I'll eat. Cause if I just like grow random crap, I'm not going to eat it and that's wasteful. So Dexter likes tomatoes. So we'll probably plant some tomatoes. I've but never met a kid that likes tomatoes. He, loves tomatoes. <laughs> he likes the little cherry tomatoes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I like he, him now, but I hated him as a kid. Yeah, he loves avocado. Like, he's been eating avocado. Like, that was one of his very first foods. And to this day, if I can get him to eat nothing else, he will eat an entire avocado. Does he salt it? Or what? how does this I put a little bit of salt on it. But he'll he, sit and he'll just eat a whole avocado. Wow. What an odd kid. And has since. I mean, that was one of his very first foods. And... One thing that I can always get him to eat is avocado. I mean, it's healthy as hell. Like, it's yeah. really good for you. So. I don't like avocado. I think it smells and tastes like Play-Doh. If what I imagine Play-Doh would taste like, but it smells like Play-Doh. You've never eaten Play-Doh? No. I thought everybody did that as a kid. I was a very, like, straight-laced, by-the-book, quiet loner kid. <laughs> you Play-Doh, you have to, like, sniff all the markers from the teacher... Well, we did the, like, when I was a kid, they had the scented markers. Yes. So they were encouraging you. Yes. I remember. Yes. We loved them. Yeah. But those didn't work as good as the regular ones, though. And I actually yeah. like the smell of the regular ones more than the flavored ones. Yeah. So, of like, good. remember those big old, like, uh, kind of was like a fat, Mar juicy marker? Marks a lot. Yeah. Wow. My mom still has some. Is this marks a lot? No, this is just Expo. Yeah. Oh. All right, well, right. podcast 46 done in the books. Go enjoy your meeting. I will. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. See ya.